0: Welcome to HR in 15, a podcast dedicated to addressing the complexities of modern HR in just 15 minutes, brought to you by Prestige P.E.O. Simplifying HR. We are back. We are better than ever for another episode of HR in 15. As usual, I'm Eric Fudum, Chief Operating Officer here at Prestige P.E.O., Another fun podcast coming up as we are going to continue our conversation with Kevin Law, President and CEO of the Long Island Association. Just to recap, as Long Island's premier business association, the LIA advocates for policies, programs, and projects that creates jobs, spurs investments, um, improves access to and from New York City, and improves the business climate of the Long Island region. Uh, I I need to say it again because I think it's really important for our listeners to know that Kevin has been ranked as long, one of Long Island's most powerful non-governmental persons, people in New York state. I think that's fabulous. As we talked about last podcast as well, um, Kevin's been working closely with the business and government leaders on Government Cuomo's Long Island Control Room and the New York Forward Task Force. He acts as a strong advocate for the region's small businesses. Thank you again for being here, Kevin. How are you doing? Good, uh, my pleasure. Happy to be awesome. here. Awesome, yes, yes, yes. We are happy that you are here. Um, I wanted to continue our conversation uh, from from our last episode um, where we talked mostly about the atmosphere on Long Island, what that looks like, how how everything is going. Now we're going to kind of focus a little bit more on maybe what's coming down um, from the state and federal government, those levels, as well as the workplace. In terms of the state, New York State, what, what are we seeing in Albany right now? What, what do you think is going to happen in terms of... Help from the state, or even uh, the federal government stimulus programs, anything for small businesses. Uh,
1: well, unfortunately, I think the only level of government that is in a position to help is the federal government. Uh, because our local governments and our state governments are actually going to create more pain for our region and that's not intentional. Our local governments get most of their revenues from property taxes. Our county governments get most of their revenues from sales taxes. And our state government gets most of its revenues from state income taxes. Now, when it comes to our counties, people were basically locked in their homes for three months. uh, Most businesses were closed or, you know, operating uh, only uh, the essential businesses were operating. So people were not spending money. They were home getting three months to the gallon of gasoline because they weren't going anywhere. And so sales taxes have plummeted. That has created devastating budgetary problems for Nassau and Suffolk counties. Likewise, people have not been earning more people unemployed than since the great recession and almost the great depression. Uh, So, state income taxes uh, revenues are way off as well. And uh, so the county and the state governments are not in a position to be helping. Uh, or uh, small businesses, in fact, because of their revenue shortfalls, there could be reductions in state aid uh, to long islands, which means s- school districts will not get the revenues and the state aid that they're accustomed to. And that means property taxes could be increased. So that would just be insult to injury if during this you know, uh, pandemic that property taxes actually have to increase because of the state financial problems and i say all this because i really think it's up to the federal government that's going to have to help they're going to have to help the state and our county governments and the house of representatives did approve a bill it's called the heroes act it has stalled in the united states senate that act would provide significant monies for the state and county governments Uh, And prevent that sort of Armageddon uh, financial pain uh, from being uh, thrown at uh, Long Islanders, uh, as well as other, you know, all regions of New York state. Uh, So um, there is hope. That um, Republicans and Democrats will come together in Washington to uh, help out those regions of the country, like Long Island that have been impacted more severely than most other regions of the country. And they're supposed to break for summer recess uh, by August 1st. So we got a couple of weeks left in Washington uh, for them to get their act together and hopefully bail, uh, not bail uh, Long Island out, but assist Long Islanders out because uh, we need it. And as does Albany.
0: So so the HEROES Act is basically like a stimulus act, right? That would provide immediate funding. To you know, kind of make sure that none of the public services um, in Nassau and Suffolk County are interrupted during this time of the pandemic. Correct. correct.
1: It's it's sort of the fourth version of a stimulus act, and if you remember, one was uh, they approved um, uh, you know cash payments to all yeah. uh, Americans who made under a certain amount of money. Then there was the paycheck protection program to help businesses retain their workforce. Uh, um, So there's been various stimulus efforts uh, also by the federal reserve as well. Uh, But this would be the fourth one and there are other things in the bill. uh, But the thing that would be most beneficial to long island businesses would be the financial aid to the state to the MTA and to our county governments. Uh, Because uh, with that help, uh, they could avoid uh, the property tax impacts that otherwise might result from the devastating impacts of the COVID.
0: So just for our listeners out there um, who are concerned about, you know, schools or at least, you know, property taxes, Kevin, you feel that there's a chance that because of the the lack of tax revenue that's come in over the last four months, uh you know there could be future property tax hikes is that that's reasonable yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh-huh. It, it, it's a possibility
0: yeah uh, but
1: you know the, the good news too is as you know we have a presidential election coming up this november i really don't think and uh, and the entire house of representatives is up i don't think um, they're going to allow places like long island and new york to you know fail um, and now that other regions of the country are experiencing, you know, tremendous infection rates and hospitalization rates, those economies are going to be impacted too. So the federal government is going to need to help all regions of the country out, including Long Island.
0: Yeah, it looks like a a massive stimulus program coming down down, uh, from Washington at some point.
1: Exactly. And they're the only level of government that could really do anything significant.
0: Right. That makes sense. Um, Switching over to some workplace stuff. Tell me, what do you think now you know that we are in phase four um, of the New York forward um, um, program what do you think do you think there will be any long-term effects on the business community uh, because of the business shutdown maybe we'll yeah. hit on telecommuting first
1: well um, I think um, whenever you have a crisis there are people or businesses that tend to do well in a crisis and some who are negatively impacted so obviously those in the Personal protection equipment industries—they're going to be doing gangbuster business because you know everybody needs the PPE for their places of work and for our hospitals and our schools and colleges. Um, and then there are some who uh, we discussed earlier—a uh, lot of small businesses on our main street—who had to shut down completely and they're going—they're you know, hurting. And um, fortunately, uh, most of them have been able to reopen. Uh, So, um, but for a lot of the office workers on Long Island, and we are a sort of a financially services driven economy here, we still have manufacturing. We still have all of our main street stores, but the the big, biggest part of our economy. Are the folks who work in offices and a lot of them uh, got used to working remotely from their home and it remains to be seen how long that will continue, if it will continue even once we are totally beyond uh, the uh, coronavirus crisis and or will businesses have a mix, people will work home some days and come into the office other days. And that's gonna have ramifications uh, for the commercial real estate market, what it does for the need for office space. Will people need more uh, office space so they could make sure their employees are socially distancing? Or will they need less office space because more of their workers want to work from home and they prove that they can work from home. So it uh, remains to be seen, uh, you know, which you know, path that is going to take. But uh, if I'm a commercial real estate landlord, I'm certainly paying attention to what's happening with the businesses and their workers.
0: Yeah, well, I can tell you at Prestige, we, uh, we have about 30% to 35% of our employees working in the office on a, on a daily basis right now. So um, we we to your point have a, a nice amount you know about of, of 110 employees. Half you know 30 to 40 percent of them are 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 in the office and the rest are usually home. So uh, it, it there is a lot of space right now in our office. So I it, <laughs> I can imagine the impact that that might have. Or if you extrapolate that across you know the small business community on Long Island, you know I'm sure there's there the office uh, offices are seeing that kind of impact. So. Um, talk, let's talk about New York City, though. Are you seeing any um, issues with or benefits for employees to continue to work in New York City or to, or to maybe, um, you know, not commute anymore to New York City? What, what is what are you seeing there?
1: You know, uh, as of, you know, uh, that also remains to be seen as of right now, a lot of folks who have offices in the city they're not going back even though they're allowed to go back now they don't plan on going back until after labor day and um so uh you know new york city uh while in that they're in phase three now long island is in phase four there's still a great majority of the workers are not going back they're continuing to work remotely but uh, eric what i've been hearing uh, i have a couple of large real estate developers on my board and several new york city companies have reached out to them Uh, and looking and and exploring commercial office space for them out here on Long Island so they don't have to commute into the city. Um, There are some who don't, you know, uh, no longer wanna be in such a dense part of uh, our state because of uh, the fact that viruses tend to uh, accelerate in a negative way uh, in high density areas. So there are some who believe that Long Island could be actually a net beneficiary uh, of either businesses who uh, may prefer a satellite office here on Long Island for their Long Island workers and for those who are no longer rushing to move into and live in the city because now they realize or you know, they, they believe it is safer for them to be out here in, in the suburbs here on Long Island. Uh, so um no definitive statistics yet. it's too early, uh but certainly they were indicating that um they're receiving several calls from some you know significant companies in the city exploring on Long Island as an alternative place for their workers.
0: That is unreal that in such a short period of time, the attraction you know maybe f- for working in New York City is kind of dulled a little bit because of all this uh. But, you know what, it might really benefit long island and uh, and and help us out for for the growth and and support that we're going to need as we get back to normal. Um, It could
1: it could what I think is it's going to depend You know, uh, until we actually have a vaccine that works. People are going to be hesitant about going back to normal and so um, uh, even at least for the short term, though, long island could be well positioned to take advantage of the fears that people may have about either living or working
0: in the city really really interesting to see as we move forward I I, yep. I, I understand um, talk about things that small businesses should think about as they do reopen right in their business yep. what what should they what steps should they should they should they put in place
1: well I'm going to encourage all your listeners to go to uh, the state website newyorkforward.gov. on there there is a link to uh, a business toolkit And Eric, you could punch in. It's really easy. You could punch in whatever type of business you have. There's usually, um, it's called the NCIS code, uh, sort of a national sort of industrial standard type of code that Canada, United States, and Mexico uses. And, you know, it will help lead you to uh, that particular code. And then it will show you all the requirements you have. One, it will tell you, are you allowed to be open? And then two, it will give you, it will take you to uh, a section which will show all the guidance and standards that you have to comply with to protect your employees, as well as any guest clients or customers coming into your place of business. So really very helpful, really easy to use. And they're very similar, you know, uh, because businesses, they got to do two things. They got to take care of their employees because employees need to feel safe, or they're not going to want to come to work. And then for those businesses where the public comes in as customers or clients, they also want to feel safe about going to that business. So there are, you know, there's guidance and standards and best practices all laid out for ways to protect both your employees as well as your customers and clients.
0: I would encourage everyone who is. Uh looking to reopen or thinking of steps to reopen to go directly to that website. So Kevin, I, I want to thank you for everything that we've we've talked about. You've absolutely been amazing. Your guidance and your expertise um, has been very important for our listeners to hear. We truly appreciate all you do for us small businesses here on Long Island. It's very important that you are our advocate and, uh, you know, you're, you're, Making sure that we have the protections in place to, you know, survive in, in, in a very different world right now. Um, my
1: my pleasure, Eric. And uh, you know what? Uh, let's end with a, a sense of optimism. You know, sure. Long Islanders have been through uh, a lot over the last 100 years. We participated in the Great Depression. We uh, certainly uh, went through uh, 9/11. Uh, so many firefighters and first responders who lived on Long Island. Died through that, and we got through that as a region. We got through the Great Recession. We're going to get through this as well. Everybody should just act responsibly. Turn tone down the politics. Do what's right, and we'll get through this. And hopefully, the fourth quarter is going to be way better for everybody than the second and third quarters. And hopefully, 2021 will be even better.
0: I uh, agree. Amen to that. Um, for our listeners, for more information. Um, on what Kevin and the Long Island Association is is working on, uh, please visit their website at LongIslandAssociation.org, and you can get exactly what you need as you know we continue our reopening process. Kevin, again, thank you so much. If you, uh, for our listeners, if you have if you want to check out this episode and prior episodes, I'm going to say it every time, you should visit hrn15.com, and you'll get your taste of this episode, for Kevin and others. So thank you so much. Uh, Until next time. Thank you. For questions or more information on today's topic, visit PrestigePEO.com.